Hello everyone, okay, I'm back, um, today's gonna be a little bit of a shorter, uh, podcast, because I'm getting ready to go to the pool, so I think I'm just gonna read maybe one and a half chapters, maybe two, or I might just come back to filming when I'm back from the pool, but I'm just gonna read, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and read, um, chapter five. There you are, her mom shouted. Her panicked thoughts battered their way into Sophie's brain as she entered their cluttered living room and found her mom was still on the phone. Yes, she's home now, she said to into the receiver. Don't worry, I will be having a very long talk with her. Sophie's heart jolted. Her mom hung up the phone and reeled around. Her wide green eyes glared daggers. That was Mr. Sweeney calling because he couldn't find you at the museum. What were you thinking, wandering off like that? Especially now, with the fires making everyone nervous? Do you have any idea how worried I was? Mr. Sweeney was about to call the police. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sophie stammered, struggling to find a convincing lie. She was a horrible liar. I got scared. Her mom's anger faded into concern. And she tugged nervously at her curly brown hair. Scared of what? Did something happen? I saw this guy. See, Sophie said, realizing the best lies were based on truth. He had the article about me. He started asking all these questions and was freaking me out so I ran away from him. And then I was scared to go back, so I walked to the trolley and took a train home. Why didn't you get a teacher or a museum guard or call the police? I guess I didn't think of it with that. I, was, I just wanted to get away, she said. Tugging out an eyelash. Stop doing that, her mom complained, closing her eyes and shaking her head. She took a deep breath. Well, I guess the important thing is that you're okay. But if anything like this happens again, I want you to run straight to an adult. Do you understand? Sophie nodded. Good. She rubbed the wrinkle between her brows that always appeared when she was stressed. This is exactly why you, me and your father were upset about that article. It's not safe for you out to... It's not safe to say, it's not safe to stand out in this world. You never know what some weirdo is going to try to do when they know what you where they trying to do once they know where they can find you. No no one understood the No one understood the danger of standing out better than Sophie. She'd been teased and tormented and bullied her entire her entire life. I'm fine, Mom, okay? Mom seemed to deflate as she let out a heavy sigh. I know, I just wish her voice trailed off. Sophie closed her eyes, hoping she could close out the rest of the thought. You could be normal, like your sister. The words slipped a tiny pin into Sophie's heart. It was the hardest part of being a telepath, hearing what her parents really thought. She knew her mom didn't mean it, but it didn't make it any less painful to hear. Her mom wrapped her in a tight hug. Just be careful, Sophie. I don't know what I'd do if anything would happen to you. I know, Mom. I'll try. Her dad came through the front door and let her mom let go. Welcome home, honey. I have dinner ready in ten. She called to him. And Amy, she added, raising her voice as it could be heard upstairs. Time to come down. Sophie followed her mom into the kitchen, feeling uneasy, twist in her stomach. Worn linium, plot. Pastel walls, tacky knickknacks, it all seemed so ordinary as the glitty, glittering city Sophie had showed her. Could she really belong there? Did she really belong here? Sophie's dad kissed her on the cheek 
as she said, as he shut, set his shabby briefcase on the kitchen table. How's my sleeping? He said. He asked with a wink. Sophie scowled. He'd been calling that since that her that since she was a baby. Apparently, she had a hard time pronouncing her name, and she asked hundreds of times, no, thousands of times, to stop. He refused to listen. Her mom took the lid off of one of the steaming pots, and the smell of garlic and cream filled the room. She handed Sophie the silverware. It's your turn to set the tables. Yeah, so I've been get cracking, her sister said as she scooted into the room and plopped down on her usual chair. At nine years old, Amy already had the annoying little sister all mastered. Amy was Sophie's opposite in every way, from her curly brown hair and green eyes to her lower than average grades and incredible popularity. No one understood how she and Sophie could be sisters, especially Sophie. Even their parents wondered that in their thoughts. The silverware slipped through Sophie's fingers. What's wrong? Her mom asked. Nothing. She sank into her chair. How could Sophie and Amy be sisters? Amy was definitely human. Her parents were too. She was hard enough to their thoughts to know they weren't hiding any secret powers. And if she was an elf? The room spun as she lowered her head into her hands. She tried to concentrate on breathing. Inhale, exhale, and repeat. You okay, Sylvain? Her, her dad asked. Once she didn't care for the nickname. I feel kind of dizzy. Must be from the smoke, she added, trying not to make them suspicious. Can I go lay down? I think you should eat something first, her mom said. Sophie knew she should, she couldn't argue. Skipping dinner was definitely not acting normal, especially on Fettuccine night. It was her favorite, but the rich sauce did not help her son in nausea. Neither did the way her family stared at her. Sophie ignored their mental concern and tried not to tug on her eyelashes as she chewed each bite and forced herself to swallow. Finally, her dad sat down his fork, official end of the dinner in the foster house, and Sophie jumped to her feet. Thanks, Mom. That was great. I'm going to do something. I'm just going to go do homework. She left the kitchen and sprinted up the stairs before they could say anything to stop her. She raced to her room and closed the door, stumbling to her bed. A loud hiss shattered the silence. Sorry, Marty, she whispered, her head pounding, her heart pounding in her ears. Her fluffy gray cat stared at her for sitting on his tail, but she reached out her hand. He slunk toward her, settling into her lap. Marty's gentle purring filled the silence and gave her courage enough to confront the realization she made downstairs. Her family couldn't be her family. She took a deep breath and let the reality settle in. The strange thing was, in some ways, it made sense. It explained why she always felt so out of place around them, the slender blonde among her chubby brunette family still they were the only ones she knew it was still it was the only family she knew and if they weren't her family who was panic closed off her chest and her lungs screamed for air but another pain throbbed deeper like something had inside had ripped apart her eyes burned with tears but she blinked them back it had to be a mistake how could she not be related to her family how could she not be related to her family?
She'd been hearing their thoughts for seven years. How would she not know that? And even though it was somehow possible, not being related to them didn't change anything, did it? Lots of kids were adopted, and they were part of their new family. Her mom poked her head at the door. I brought you some E.L. fudges. She handed Sophie a plateful of her favorite cookies and a glass of milk and frowned. You look pale, Sophie. Are you getting sick? She pressed her palm against Sophie's forehead. You don't have a fever. I'm fine, just tired. She reached for a cookie but froze when she noticed a tiny elf face. I need to go to bed. Her mom left her alone so she could change. She stumbled through her routine, crawled under blankets, wrapping them tight as they would go. Marty took his place on her pillow next to her head. Sweet James Philippine, her dad said, kissing her on the forehead. Her parents always tucked her in. Another foster night, family night, family tradition. My dad, she tried to smile, but she could barely breathe. Her mom kissed Sophie's cheek. Do you have Ella? Yep, she told her her the blue elephant tucked under her arm. She was probably too old to still have a stuffed animal, but she couldn't sleep without Ella. Tonight, she needed her more than ever. Her mom turned off the light, and the darkness gave Sophie the courage she needed. Um, can I ask you guys something? Sure. Her dad said, what's up? She hugged Ella tighter. Was I adopted? Her mom laughed as her mind flashed to the 12 hours of very painful labor she endured. No, Sophie, why would you ask that? Could I hide up and switch to birth? No, of course not. Are you sure? Yes, I think I would know my own daughter. There wasn't a doubt in her mom's mind. What's this all about? Nothing, I was just wondering. Her dad laughed. Sorry, Soybean, wear your pants whether you like it or not. Okay, she said, but she wasn't so sure anymore. Okay, now I'm on chapter six, and I think we're about to go to the pool. My mom just yelled at the stairs. So, I'm going to get ready to go. I'm going to end the podcast here. Hope you enjoyed me reading that chapter. Um, We'll pick up uh, tomorrow, or I will continue recording when I get home. It all depends, but I think I'm just going to post it now. So, uh, bye guys.